Hey guys, Nisha here from NishaWillery.com and I hope you're having an amazing, amazing day. Today I wanted to hop on in and have a bit of a chat with you about the 12 reasons why you are not booking consistent clients and hitting those 5k months that so many of you in my end of year survey have been telling me that you really want to hit. So hands up, and by hands up I mean type yes in the comments, hands up. Who here wants to hit consistent 5k months? Type yes or type 5k in the comments below or whatever your monthly income goal is, whatever that monthly goal is, just go ahead and type that below because I would love, love, love if you would share that with me and then we can discuss it together in this live stream if you're here with me live. And even if you're watching the replay, go ahead and type it in because I would love for you to share it. The work you do for your clients feels fulfilling and impactful, but running a business? That feels hard. You're not only in charge of your client work, you're also head of marketing, management, admin, client satisfaction, systems and processes. Yeah, it can feel overwhelming. That's where this podcast comes in. You're listening to The Simple Business Show with me, Nisha Woolery. Each week, we'll discuss simple ways to start, market, and organize your service-based business. My mission? To teach solopreneurs how to simplify their business so they can earn more money by doing less stuff. Let's dive in. Just wanted to quickly pause this episode to let you know about a free starter kit I have just for you. It's called the Starter Kit for Booking Consistent Clients. And inside, you'll learn the top 12 reasons why most creatives and solopreneurs are not booking clients consistently. And you'll also see four simple methods to change that. Yes, you heard right, not 20 methods and no complicated strategies, just four simple, timeless methods I've used to book more clients and make more course sales. These are the four marketing pillars you must have in your business if you want to bring in sales consistently. Head to nishawoolery.com slash starter kit to download yours today. So I have a free starter kit that I made recently for you, which is called the Starter Kit to Booking Consistent Clients. And it maps out the four simple steps to getting a reliable flow of clients. And it's that simple. There are no like complicated marketing strategies inside of this starter kit. There is no list of 25 steps. It's just four simple steps to help you book more clients. And those are the four steps that helped me when I was in my first few years of business and I was kind of struggling and I wasn't really booking the consistent flow of clients that I really wanted. These are the steps that helped me go from that to thriving and booked out. And they are, they are the, the, blah, they are the exact steps that my coaching clients have used as well that we've been discussing recently, which is basically why I created the starter kit because I started to notice that a lot of the people that I've been coaching recently have been struggling with a few of the same things. And when I looked back, I was like, oh damn, that's what I, that's what I struggled with too in, in the beginning, in the first few years. So definitely 
go and check out the starter kit if you want to have a little look at that. Now, before you dive into that starter kit, we do need to discuss some of the mistakes that you are making, maybe making right now in your business that are actually holding you back from that consistent flow of clients and from the 5k months that you want. So if you are ready, I want us to dive right into those. So we're going to kick things off by talking about point number one, which is you are doing too much busy work and not enough needle moving activities. So I'll repeat that again. You're doing too much busy work and not enough needle moving activities. And busy work is things like scrolling through Instagram for hours a day, but you're neither implementing what you're learning or creating that much of your own content. You're just kind of like watching other people's lives on Instagram stories. Does that, does that resonate with any of you guys? I know that I've definitely been caught in that trap myself over the years where you were just spending time, wasting time on Instagram, on Facebook, just reading other people's content, but you're not actually implementing the things that you're reading. You're kind of storing it in your mind to implement later and then you never do. Your own free content is completely inconsistent. You don't post regularly or like at set times or on a set schedule. And there are plenty more busy work or busy body tasks, just like scrolling through the gram that are not actually moving the needle in your business. So what I mean by that is they're not actually helping you and your business to produce income. They're just tasks that make you feel like you're moving forwards. They make you feel like you're busy but they're actually just a waste of time. And I want to stress the point that overly consuming other people's content is just a form of procrastination. That's just a way for you to avoid doing the real work that you want to do. And there are plenty of reasons why many of us procrastinate. It could be that you subconsciously have like a fear of failure or a fear of rejection or judgment. It could be that you have a task on your plate that is stressful and you're just kind of trying to avoid doing that. Um, It could be that you're simply confused about what needle moving activities even are, like the activities that you are actually supposed to do in your business that will help you to grow. And because of that confusion, you're not stopping to work through that confusion. You're not stopping to figure out a plan of action to figure out what tasks will actually help you grow the most. You're just kind of twiddling your thumbs and continuing with the busy work because again, that's what makes you feel busy, which is what makes you feel productive. But busy is not productive. And number two on this list of 12 reasons why you're not booking consistent clients kind of links very nicely into point number one. Point two is that you consume more free content than you create. Now, this is a problem that I've seen so, so much recently, and I feel like I'm talking about it all the time on coaching calls, which is why I wanted to like add it to this list of 12 reasons, because I seriously don't think that people realize how much value free content brings to your business when it comes to establishing know, like, and trust with your potential customers and clients. 
Potential clients will put their trust in you and they'll build their trust in you if they can see that you're an expert and they can see that through your content. They can see that especially when your content is either podcast or video so they can like actually connect with you and see your face like you guys are doing right now. You can see me, you can see my face, I'm live. It kind of feels like we're just having a conversation, right? And that is how you build a deeper connection with your audience. It's how you build a deeper um more meaningful tribe of ideal clients and customers. And I'll give you an example of this. So one of my first clients was Hallie Gray from Evolve and Succeed. And she hired me in my first business, which was a web and graphic design business. And I will never forget her telling me in her testimonial that the reason that she hired me was because she had found my blog and she'd consumed my content. And she said that she knew instantly from reading my content that I was an expert in this field and that I could do what she wanted and she could trust that I knew how to fulfill her needs and get her the transformation that she desired. And that was just from having a blog of free content that showcased my expertise. And when you think about it, you guys, especially if you're in the creative industry, so, um, so the thing that I see in the creative industry is that not many creatives actually take the time to create free content. So creatives, and I can say this because I I am a creative as well as like a course creator and a coach and all these different things. I've been in business for eight years. So, and I ran a graphic design business for five of those years. So I've got a lot of designer friends, a lot of designer students. um, So I can say this with confidence that most creatives do not create free content like educational content or how-tos or blog post content, or an email newsletter. There's like nothing like that from the majority of creatives. So I'm not saying all of them, but the majority don't create that content. They just share their work. And while that is an amazing thing to do, obviously you should share your work. If you also create free content, again, I really want to make and emphasize this point that that is what will establish you as an expert, which is what will help you to stand out when someone is considering either hiring you or hiring somebody else in your industry who does the exact same thing as you. Who are you going to hire? If you like switch, if you turn the tables right now and you are looking for, I don't know, let's just say like a website designer who are you going to hire, right? So you find two website designers who you like, you love the style of. They both have a very similar aesthetic. It's the style that you like, and they both have the same skill set. Now, one of them has a, maybe like a a blog with some educational content on design and the do's and don'ts and stuff like this. And they have like a killer newsletter and webinar, for instance. And then there's the other designer who has nothing like that, just a portfolio. Who is going to stand out to you in your mind as the expert on that topic of design? Who is it that you are going to trust the most? Is it going to be the person with the free content or is it going to be the person without? I know for me, if they've both got the same level of like skill and the same style, but one of them is putting out free value and connecting more that way. And I can see her face in her videos and I can see her expertise and her knowledge in her content. I'm 100% sure that I'm going to veer more towards her than hiring the person without that. 
Now, number three, point number three of reasons why you aren't booking clients consistently, and this is a huge, huge one, and I've spoke about this a lot on Instagram recently, but if you don't have a niche and you don't stand out, you're going to really struggle to book clients consistently. And also on top of that, you're not only going to struggle to book clients and consistent clients, but you're going to struggle if you are charging higher prices. So, Maybe you're a life coach, for instance, and you help boutiques and freelance designers and dog walkers and artists and accountants and law firms. Or maybe you are a freelance artist and you sell website design, photography, coaching, and copywriting. While I understand being multi-passionate because I myself am multi-passionate, when you speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. And the reaction that you really want to seriously get from potential clients when they land on your website or on your Instagram profile or wherever else you come into contact with them, the reaction that you want to get from them is, OMG, this person gets me. Like she's in my head. She knows my problems. She knows exactly what I'm struggling with. And she completely understands this transformation that I'm trying to achieve. I have got to work with her. That's the kind of reaction that you want to stimulate from potential clients whenever they come into contact with any of your free content, your work, or things like that. And they will only think that if you are speaking specifically to them and specifically about one problem that you solve for them. Because it feels like you're in their head, right? And that's how you create this connection between you and the potential client. And it's not only how you create a connection, it's how you stand out from somebody else in your niche, your industry, sorry. And it's also a way for you to position yourself as a specialist. And specialists can charge more money. And again, I want to put this into example form for you guys so that you can truly understand where I'm coming from, because I believe that this point is one of the most important points that I'm making in this entire video. But think about, think about the example that we were discussing earlier of a client who wants a Squarespace website. Who is she going to hire? Is she going to hire the website designer that she's found who designs for WordPress, Wix, Squarespace? She designs for accountants and dog walkers and law firms and wedding photographers. And she also offers like copywriting and coaching. Or is she going to want to hire the designer that she finds who specializes in Squarespace website design? And she has the free content that backs up her Squarespace knowledge. And she seems like a real expert in Squarespace. Who is that potential client going to trust the most with that project? And who are they most likely going to be willing to pay more money to, to get their project right? The Squarespace expert or the generalist who does lots of different things instead of specializing in one thing. I know that the the fear when it comes to niching is that, well, you know, what if I niche and then I get bored of it? Or, you know, what if I niche down and there's nobody who wants this from me? And I will discuss those things maybe later in a different form of content. But what I do want to say on the topic of fear of niching, because you fear that you'll get bored or something like that, I do want to tell you that you don't have to stick with your niche 
forever. Okay. It's not like a forever niche. You don't have to stick with it for the next five or 10 years or so, but niching is what will help you to really stand out, especially if you are either A, just starting out or B, you're struggling at the moment. So you've maybe already got your business, but you're kind of struggling to get the the flow of clients and the flow of income that you really want. I strongly, strongly believe that niching is just the number one fastest way for you to truly, truly stand out. And once you've established yourself as an expert, which is what niching will help you to do, it helps you to really quickly build expertise at expertise, <laughs> expertise, and build a tribe of loyal people who devour anything that you offer out to them. And the great thing is that once you have built that tribe, as the years go on, you'll be able to branch out of your niche if you want to and offer other things because you already have this super loyal tribe of potential clients and customers who are just dying to work with you. Thanks to The Contract Shop for supporting The Simple Business Show. Don't have a contract to use with your clients yet? Or worried yours will never actually work in a real court? Or maybe you're freaking out because your website doesn't have terms and conditions, a privacy policy, or any of that legal stuff. Did all of that make you feel a bit woozy? Don't worry, because the contract shop provides contract templates and all the legal paperwork you need to protect your business. No expensive attorneys required. Head to nishawallery.com slash contract to get the legal templates you need. So moving on to point number four, you self-sabotage because you lack self-confidence. So I mean self-sabotage in the form of procrastination, lowering your prices, declining sales calls, not showing your face on photo or on video. These are all forms of self-sabotage. And that comes from when you have a lack of self-confidence in yourself. Point number five is that you don't really believe that you're good enough. So it's along the same lines as um, lack of self-confidence. Because when you don't believe that you're truly good enough to, you know, work with all of these clients, this often results in inaction. So what I mean by that is you don't bother marketing very much because deep down you don't believe that you're good enough at what you do anyway. Point number six is you don't have a marketing plan or a strategy. So you're just, you're just relying on referrals and you're relying on hope. So you're hoping that clients will come in or you post every now and then on Instagram, you send a newsletter when you remember to do it. But I want you to remember that consistency equals reliability and memorability. So if you're consistent with your marketing, it will pay off. But if you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying lots of different things, but not really sticking at any of them, you're not going to move anywhere very fast. Okay, but if you try a handful of things, a handful of proven strategies that you know already work and have worked for you in the past in your business, and you really create a plan and a strategy and develop some kind of consistency with it, that is when your business will start to grow. But without that plan and without consistency, you can't just hope for growth and see it magically happen. You do have to take action. 
So point number seven is you believe selling is sleazy. If I, if I hear this, um, if I had like a penny for every time I heard this, uh, I would be very rich right now because I often hear uh, solopreneurs telling me that selling, they feel like selling is icky, right? But I guarantee if you believe that selling is icky, pushy or sleazy, then good luck trying to sell anything. And I know that sounds extremely harsh and I don't mean it to because you guys know that I love you to bits, but selling is the backbone of every successful business. And if you can't sell with confidence, you'll eventually go out of business. So the way to reframe this is to remind yourself that selling is serving. It's serving the world with your gifts, with your talents, with your passion. And when you fear selling or you resist selling, that's when you go out of business. And when you go out of business, that means that you can't serve the people who need you and your talents the most. I think that many people resist selling because, and they feel like it's icky and salesy because of their experiences with like car salespeople or like what their parents have told them growing up about selling but you don't have to sell in an icky way. You can sell authentically and you can use your humanness and your personality to sell in your business. You don't have to be forceful or pushy or icky to actually sell. And I want to make one last point on the topic of like selling right now before we move on to point number eight, that if you don't sell in your business, if you don't promote your service, nobody else is going to. You don't have to do it all the time. There's obviously got to be a balance between the free value that you're giving out and the times when you promote and you sell your service. But don't shy away from promoting it because if you don't sell for your business, if you don't be the person in your business that is selling and promoting that service of yours and trying to get those clients, nobody else is going to do that for you. Now, number eight, point number eight, is that you don't share your face on photo or video, which makes you seem untrustworthy. So I did actually touch on this in episode 11, I think it was, of my podcast, The Simple Business Show, and I'll link to that below this video once I'm done being live. But the point that I want to make here is that People really, really want to buy from real people who they genuinely connect with and they can't connect with you if they can't see you. And I see a lot of business owners and solopreneurs hiding behind their logo, especially on platforms like Instagram and on their website as well. I've been on countless websites where I've I've wanted and I've been intrigued by the services that are offered on this website and I've been looking for someone who sells this particular service, but I can't see their face or any information about them on their website. And to me, I don't know, I just, I don't feel at ease buying from someone who I can't actually see because it brings or introduces an element of untrustworthiness, if that's a word um, to your business. Okay. So always remember people want to buy from real people and people want to connect with someone that they are buying from. And the way that you begin to create that connection is if they can see you on photos and videos. And even if you're scared of video, at least go for a photo, like, um, like show a photo of yourself on your about page, show a photo of yourself as your profile image, really humanize your business. 
Okay, reason number nine is you procrastinate. And we've already talked quite a bit about procrastination in this video, I think. And um, I've kind of weaved this one into the other points. But in a nutshell, like, I'm trying, I went to clap my hands and there's like, um, this like, I forgot what it's even called. I don't even know what it's called. The thing that you put in front of your microphone was like in my hand and I just kind of whacked it. But anyway, besides my point, you procrastinate often because of fear of like fear of failure, fear of stress, fear that you're not good enough. There's a, there are quite a lot of reasons why many of us procrastinate and put things off, particularly when it comes to marketing. Or it could be going back to you think selling is sleazy, so you kind of put it off and you procrastinate on that. So if this is you and you tend to procrastinate quite a lot in your business when it comes to marketing, what I would suggest is to journal. So get a journal and a pen out and write down the reasons why you think you are procrastinating. Write down the things that are behind that procrastination and instead of ignoring the procrastination and hoping that it just goes away and you one day wake up and feel like, yes, I'm going to do this today. Like this is my day. Instead, take the matter into your own hands and figure out what it is that is causing you to put off these tasks and how you can work through that. Now, point number 10 is that your pricing is too low and it doesn't attract clients and definitely not high quality clients. So the reason that I put this, this into this video is because quite recently I got a message from uh, somebody on Instagram, a DM from someone who basically was telling me that she had, I don't know whether it was last year or one of the years of her business where she actually earned less than the year before because people were telling her, potential clients were telling her that she charged too much, that she was too expensive. And so she lowered her pricing. And as a result, she not only made less money in this year that she was talking about compared to the year before that, but she also attracted much lower quality clients. And the reason for that is because when your pricing is really low, what it does is it attracts low quality clients who are penny pinchers. So it attracts people who don't value your service enough to pay much more. Whereas when you when you charge a higher price for something, you end up attracting people who are serious about what you're offering, who see the value in the transformation that you're providing, who understand that value, respect that value, respect you and your time, and they are willing to pay for that. So that is why you will get someone who is paying $50 for a logo, demanding like 20 revisions and demanding for a refund if it's not like, I don't know, exactly what they had in their mind and being really scatterbrained about the, about what they want from you. And you'll find someone who paid, let's say 2000. I'm just pulling a number out of my head, by the way. I'm not telling you to charge 2000 for a logo, but let's say somebody did pay that to someone who is qualified to charge that amount and is an expert in their niche. What you'll find is that higher paying client is going to be much more trusting of the designer that he or she has hired. And they are going to have more skin in the game because they have paid more money for it. Does that make sense? I hope that it makes sense. So go ahead and comment if it does. Point number 11 is that you don't sell or speak confidently. Now, 
This is something that I actually seriously relate to because like many of you in my community, I am an introvert. If anybody here is like a fan of the Myers-Briggs personality test, I'm an INFJ. And I know because I've surveyed you guys before that a lot of you in my community are actually also INFJs. So I know that many of us are introverts. And for me personally, back in the day, before I got used to being on video and doing sales calls and all of that kind of stuff, when I was in my first few years, I really struggled to sell and speak confidently. In fact, even now, even now I would say that I think I speak quite confidently compared to before, but I still have a couple of speech issues that um, stem from from way back then when I was just way less confident. So sometimes you'll notice that I stammer over words and things like this. And so trust me when I say that I understand if you don't feel confident with selling, you don't feel confident with speaking about selling. But also trust me when I say that it's a matter of practice. So when you practice more and more with talking about your service, talking about your pricing, talking confidently about the transformation that you can help people achieve, that's when you'll get better and better. It's as simple as that. It's just a matter of practicing often and not fearing selling and not fearing sales calls, but more like walking towards that fear. So don't let the fear stop you from doing that because it's only once you do them more and more that you really do grow in confidence. And one tip that I would give you is if you're really, especially when it comes to like selling on video. So if you're selling on a sales call or something like that, or even like a webinar or something, one thing that I like to do is have like a, like a, almost like a ritual before you go on the call or you go on the webinar or something like that. So just do something to calm your nerves, like go for a walk and listen to some like powerful confidence boosting music, or maybe just light a candle and open the Headspace app and do a meditation to calm your nerves. And another thing that I have always found helpful, especially when it comes to live videos like these or sales calls or anything like that, is to have a doc on my laptop with bullet points for a few questions that I know that I'm going to be asking my client or my customers or potential clients or customers. And also to have a few bullet points of frequently asked questions that people ask me and just a couple of notes on um, what my answers are. And most of the time I don't end up using that document or I'll just use it very loosely as a framework to guide my conversation or my video or whatever it is that I'm doing. But I love to just know that that is there. And it reassures me that if I do, you know, um, stumble or I do have like a mind blank moment where I don't know what I'm about to say, I know that that doc is right there in front of me and I can literally just open it up and scroll down and just, you know, use that to guide the video or the conversation or the sales call that I'm having. So anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this list of 12 reasons why you're not booking clients consistently and hitting the 5k months that you really want. And I do want to remind you to go ahead and download my free starter kit to getting consistent clients. The link is below this video. Download it, have a read of it and let me know what you think. You can either comment on this video because I always like come back to the videos and check the comments and reply to you guys 
Or you can go ahead over to Instagram. I'm at Nisha Woolery, N-E-S-H-A Woolery. Um, I know it's a weird name to spell. Just have a look at my like Facebook page that I'm doing this video on and you'll see the spelling. But yeah, go on to Instagram, DM me, let me know what you think because I would love to have some feedback from you guys. So that is it from me today. Have a wonderful day and I will speak to you guys soon. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss future episodes. And if you're feeling extra motivated by what was discussed today, I would seriously appreciate it if you'd open up the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave a super quick review. Honestly, your reviews tell iTunes that this podcast is worth listening to. And iTunes then gets this show in front of more solopreneurs so they can get the help they need to bring more inner calm to their business. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you for listening and I will speak to you soon.